You are going to love our topic and guest today where we talk about all things zero harm. At Downer, zero harm means working in an environment that supports the health and the safety of our people. It minimises the impact that our business has on the environment and advances the communities where we work. In today's episode, we'll be focusing on how we as individuals can drive positive change for environment and the communities around us. And our guest today is certainly no stranger to this month's topic. David Ewers is a project manager at Vex Civil. He is this year's recipient of Young Professionals Engineer of the Year Award for Tasmania, and he has been championing sustainable living from a very early age. I am a South Australian, born and bred in Adelaide. I come from a family of eight and came from a family that didn't have much. So we valued sustainable living in terms of making the most of opportunities and valuing the environment in which we live. David is a passionate advocate for sustainable engineering and equitable access to sustainable engineering solutions. And he has worked across a number of transformative projects across Australia and around the world, delivering sustainable community benefits. His passionate for engineering extends to giving back to the community. David engages with young Australians to show them how their career in engineering could equip them to make a difference through projects in their own communities. I hope that you enjoy this chat. Hello and welcome to Share, Learn, Connect. I am Georgia Lutby and I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the various lands on which we meet today. Downer employs people across more than 300 sites, primarily in Australia and New Zealand, but also in the Asian Pacific region, South America and Africa. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and recognise and celebrate the diversity of First Peoples across all of the various lands, their ongoing cultures and connections to land, sea and community. Welcome, David. Thank you very much for your time today and for having a chat to me. First of all, I would love to know a little bit about you, about you as an employee of Downer, but also about you at home. Hi everyone, I'm David Ewers. I am with Downer in Tasmania, specifically with one of their sub-companies, Spec Civil, and I've been with them for nearly two years and really enjoyed life down in Tasmania. And I wasn't sure about staying here, but what I've found is I love the natural environment and I love exploring nature. And because Tasmania has been relatively COVID-free, Travelling inside the state has been an awesome opportunity. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about zero harm. How does zero harm or safety relate to sustainability? Well, sustainability, in essence, is the capacity to continue to support. So if you understand sustainability as that ability to continue life in an ongoing way that supports general health and well-being, then I think the link is between zero harm, which is valuing safety, valuing people's well-being, and sustainability is being able to value people's well-being in ecology, in the place we live, in the environment we live in. So I think that's really important to understand that if we're sustainable in our mentality as a company, as individuals, then zero harm is a main part of that. They're sort of hand in hand. If you're doing one, you'll do the other. In thinking, is Tasmania working off entirely renewable energy? Is that true? Yes. 
So it's 100% renewable. When Tasmania first set up, to get power down here was quite difficult. So they realised within the first few years of the development that they had a huge resource in water. And from there, they've just utilised a natural resource, the development of wind farms. And then looking at hydrogen power has been a real focus. That's amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing and about the, the type of home you grew up in? I grew up in Adelaide, little old Adelaide, as they say, the city of churches. Big family, small house, because my parents didn't have a lot of money. So one of the things that my parents sort of instilled from an early age was you're never going to get everything all to yourself. You're going to have to share. Hand-me-downs was just a normal way of life. Having a car, having a high-ace van with 10 people in it was just a normal way of life, even though people thought we were weird and tried to count all of us. My parents would repair the clothes we had. They would give it to my younger siblings, so I got my brother's trousers, then take those clothes when they were no longer useful and turn them into rags. Coming from a household that had that basis, had that value of what you use and how to use it and how to make it work, that sort of drove me in terms of what I wanted to see come out of engineering. And it's why I chose to do some electives in environmental subjects. One of the subjects I actually looked at was sustainability and development and how they coexist. I go back to some of the fundamental principles that I learned when I was a kid, which I think is great and sort of driven what I do now. And it and it drives how I view Downer as a business and some of the aspects of Downer which reflect some of those key principles of sustainability, looking at how you can reuse what you have. I understand that there was a saying in your household of use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. It was a saying that my parents got from their parents. We just used what we had. Now, that's sustainability at a basic level. The reality is we probably can do without some of those additional things that we think we need, but we actually don't. It's just about getting out into our local environment, like I said, and exploring nature. You don't need a lot of technology. You don't need a lot of stuff to do that. And I think that's awesome to be able to realise that and to take advantage of it because I think it's fundamental to sustainability. There can be a view in society of, I'm only one small fry. What's your perspective on individuals making a difference when it comes to sustainability? I go back to the motto I have, which is an engineer changing the world one project at a time. If you're making a change, one sustainability element, one zero harm element at a time, you're making a difference. What I do will impact on people, no matter what it is. So making small changes will impact in the future. And a lot of small changes lead to larger changes. People realize that they can make a small change. And if they make a small change, then that change becomes compounded. Eventually, what is just a small change, such as rainwater tanks, becomes how much water has been saved from each household having a rainwater tank on their property. It's not just about a change that I'm doing, it's a change that I can impact others in their lives and eventually change the world. I love that motto. That is amazing. So you won Young Professional Engineer of the Year. Can you tell me a little bit about that? How did it feel? It was a bit of a surprise. And I must just say a shout out to Tom Gibbs and to Sam Meyer from down at Tasmania for putting in the application or asking me if I wanted to apply for this. What it made me realise is that I've done a lot 
And it made me realize how much of a privilege it is to be an engineer because, like I said, you're making changes by being involved in awesome projects. And I have been involved in some pretty amazing projects. Pretty proud of the fact that I could take what my parents had instilled in me, what my uncle, John Ewers, back in Adelaide, was able to instill in me as an engineer. One of the things I'm passionate about is giving back to society. And I think through winning this award, I can do that in a greater sense. It's not really considered much with young people, but making them realize that engineering has so much more involvement than just maths or some geek sitting behind a desk designing something. It impacts every aspect of life. I I really found that insightful because I was having a conversation with an engineer last week who was saying to me, you know, sometimes I just wonder what it is that I do. And I said, do you know that road that you built gets my husband home five minutes faster every single day? That means five minutes less of chaotic kids. And so that road that you have built is actually making a difference. Absolutely. If people keep the bigger picture in mind, suddenly what seems to be a mundane task has a greater importance. They're making a change, even though it's a small one. Do you think that sustainability is a modern problem? I actually would like to rephrase that. See, sustainability, you could consider it a problem from one viewpoint. The way I like to look at it is sustainability is the solution. As we're realising in everyday life, we do have a lot of waste. But I think the focus can be different. If we just say it's a problem, the mindset can be, oh, it's too much. It's not my problem. It doesn't impact my life. Why do anything? But if you have sustainability as the solution, what you can drive is people can make a difference and can be part of the future of Tasmania, the future future of Australia, the future of this world. Definitely. In your opinion, how can we reach more sustainable engineering? It's challenging the norm. So one of the other things I look back in my life is I don't consider myself to be a standard engineer. You might ask, why do I say that? Engineering is very much based on compliance if that makes sense. So you have a design, you have a specification you have to build to, and that's very important. But as a youngster, I've always asked the question, why? And I've asked how? And I think if you ask those questions, those fundamental questions about what we do, then you challenge the norm. If we just accept the status quo of where we are now, we don't develop, we don't grow. The more people that support change, the easier it is to roll it out over a large company. There's been a lot of talk recently about the concept of disruptive innovation. How does that relate to sustainability? It's really important when we do a project, when we do construction, to try and minimise this disruption in the best possible way that's not economically disastrous. So there is a balancing act. You can't do everything, but I think it's the mindset that's Previously, when we did something, we didn't even care. We just went ahead, all right, we've got to build a new road through that environment. We'll just knock down all those trees. It doesn't matter. That's where the road's going. Destroy an ecosystem. That mindset has now changed to be, okay, what impact are we having and can we minimise that disruption? And in some cases, you can enhance the current environment. On the wind farm, we had a protective species that was slowly dying out just through natural causes the Wedgetail Eagle, we were able to install cameras. Our aim was to minimise impacts on the Wedgetail Eagles from the turbines, which could kill them. But installing this camera system, we were able to detect flight to the point where they could understand the life cycle of these Wedgetail Eagles, which gave them more of an understanding of what environment they needed, how their society worked, which has just come from building a wind farm. So there's positives that can change from a destructive 
development into a sustainable development. I understand that equitable access is something that is really important to you. What does that mean? Having an ability for everyone to have the opportunity that I have. In Adelaide, they had a program called Speakers in Schools. I was able to get involved. And I remember the first school that I spoke at, afterwards, one of the teachers came up to me and said, I'm really thankful for your speech today. One of our students has been dealing with bullying, doesn't know how to deal with it, really struggles at school, goes home, really depressed. I just want to say that he came up to us and he said, I think I can stand up for myself. I can make a change because I know other people get bullied at this school. And I realised that if I make a change and stand up to this bully, I can help other kids who are my age to stand up and be valued. And I think that's why I've always wanted to do that kind of thing, to be able to go and speak at schools in Alice Springs through that same program to Aboriginal kids and see just the light dawn on them. They can make a difference in society, not just in where they are, but wherever they go in the world. I just had the opportunity to speak at Taruna High School down here and speak to some of the young people and inspire them to do engineering. And I think at the start, we probably had about 40% of those students wanted to put up their hand to do engineering. By the end, we had over 90% of the students wanted to do engineering. If I can do that, then I can inspire other young people to take up an awesome profession and make a difference in people's lives. I've seen a change where girls are realising they can do engineering and they can. It's just they haven't had the opportunity. And I think now that they've had the opportunity, they've provided a wonderful new resource of people in such a wide, diverse organisation. To be able to do something like engineering is really cool. Wow. I had goosebumps in that story. Why is it so important that we engage with Indigenous communities, for example, and encourage that window to be opened for people from all sorts of walks of life to study engineering? What I love is that some people from Indigenous backgrounds, they have sustainability in their blood because they've done it for generations. So when they come to something like engineering, they're already thinking sustainability because their parents, their grandparents, their stories, their dream time promotes it. It's just a way of life. When we did a speaking tour to the Alice Springs and worked in certain Aboriginal schools, it wasn't that the people didn't believe in themselves. They actually didn't think they were valuable enough to community to do something like engineering. They just haven't had the opportunity. And I want to be part of a company. I want to be part of engineering that allows people like that to have the opportunity because they are so valuable. I'm about to go through a traditional marriage to my fiance, Charity, who's from Uganda and South Sudan. What I've realized is how little I know about other cultures. I love other cultures. I love traveling, but it takes effort to actually understand, to learn from these other cultures. It's a different viewpoint. So often Western culture is very much consumerism, whereas some of these other cultures around us are beautiful because they value community. Community is so important. And when you value community, you have a different way of looking about how you use things, how you do things. And I think that's really important. I am always so interested when I hear people's stories about their cultures. I was able to go on another trip when I went to Europe and see some of the things in Germany within renewable energy. They took a landfill site and they were using the leachate and turning it into energy. They were turning the gas into energy and then they built turbines on top of the landfill site to supply most of the power to a whole community of about 50,000 homes around that landfill site. Love it. 
It was really cool. That is so cool. I would love to know what lessons have you learned over the course of your career to date and what do you see the future in this space looking like? One of the big things is never to be afraid of asking questions, never to be afraid of challenging the norm because we can always have a standard way of doing things, but to challenge that and to take that mindset of there is always a better way to do something. It's just a matter of finding out what that is. Valuing different cultures, valuing different people's points of view is really important and valuing community. I think we're entering into a very exciting time, both for Downer, but also for the world. And I think there'll be a huge emphasis in community living. As we realize how important each of our communities are and we develop energy hubs, I believe, of the future where the community has a big say in how we store energy, how we supply energy. Engineering companies such as Downer will become more involved in engineering for the community. It's a futuristic look, but I think it's really important that we drive that change such that our projects are projects that are impacting on the lives of people within communities and changing them as we do one project at a time. Downer has made some commitments in terms of ensuring sustainability within the business. How important do you see it as organisations taking corporate responsibility for this? It's really important that companies like Downer make a stand for being environmentally sustainable. And that's because they're viewed and valued across the industry and in our communities. If Downer as a company wants to have an impact in its communities, wants to be viewed in its communities, then what it does needs to be valued as well. Individuals make change, absolutely. But when a large company makes a change and promotes that change through advertising, through its people, that's what drives that change from a small level to a large level. Thank you very much, David, for your time and for your insights. I have really enjoyed listening to all of it. That's all right. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share. I've really enjoyed it as well. It's been great. I hope that you enjoyed listening to my chat with David as much as I enjoyed recording it. I absolutely loved hearing his family mantra about use it up, wear it out, make it do and do without and about how he's changing the world one project at a time. Thank you so much for listening. And before we finish up, I would like to take the time to acknowledge the Yagura people, the traditional custodians of the land where this episode has been recorded. Make sure you tune into next month where I speak to a brand new guest about a brand new topic as we continue to share, learn, connect. This podcast is now available on your favourite podcast app. Please share it with your friends and make sure to subscribe. And what that means is that you will get our episodes as soon as they drop. Our producers are Darby Martinelli and Melanie Blows and I'm Georgia Lutby. Thank you for listening.